What's going on, Dodgers Nation? Welcome to the Dodgers Nation Post Game Show. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, at DMAC underscore LA. And you are home with Dodgers Nation and Jim Beam. Please drink responsibly. And thanks for rocking with us after the Dodgers beat the Padres by a final score of 10-5. to They rallied to get the win. They scored one run through six innings and ended up scoring nine runs in the final three. They couldn't do anything against you, Darvish, Safer, James Outman. They take him out a little early, and the Dodgers... They get the dub. We have so much to break down, so much to unpack with the Dodgers. They improved to 63 and 45, three games up of the San Francisco Giants. They're now a season high, 18 games above 500. But we have so much to get into in this game. The clutch, two out, hitting eight of the Dodgers, 10 runs tonight, come with two outs. How about the defensive gems in this game? You had James Outman robbing Tatis there in the first. You had Hayward a few batters later, made a really nice three, got a good jump on a play on the lineup of Manny Machado with the runner on second. He had Kim on second. Joe Kelly, Mookie to Freddie. The double play there in the fifth inning with runners on first and second. He had the Rosario play was fantastic. How about Ahmed Rosario? He has been great. We got Ahmed Rosario for Noah Syndergaard. Just think about that for a second. But lots to unpack the San Diego Padres. This could be the death blow to the Padres. Okay, we got to go Dolph Lundgren. If he dies, he dies. This could be the death blow. The Dodgers body slam Diego. But first, let me know where you're represented from tonight. Give me those cities. Let me know down below. And first things first, who is your Dodger dog of the game? Let me know down below. Dodger dog of the game. Let's jump in this comment section. What a fun game. A very postseason-like atmosphere down in San Diego. You're coming on playing the worst team in the league. You take care of business. I think this Dodgers team, they needed a game like this to get their juices flowing, to really feel that excitement and it was a great night and one of the best team wins of the year for your Los Angeles Dodgers. But I'm going to jump into the comments. We're going to break down tonight's action. We're going to talk about Bobby Miller's start. We're going to talk about David Peralta's clutch hitting. We're going to talk about Dave Roberts, who I think was in his bag in the eighth inning. We're going to talk about that. I think Dave Roberts deserves a lot of credit for tonight's win. We got Rod Wells, Blue Heaven from 713. We got Otani is a Dodger. Let's effing go. There you go. That's my first Hornitos comment of the game. Please respond. Caleb is mediocre at best. That's from Mike Link over on YouTube. Yeah, I think one of my big takeaways tonight is really, and this is not a good thing at all whatsoever, and it kind of works off what I said a few seconds ago about Dave Roberts being in his bag. Dave Roberts only trusts one reliever on this team. And his name is Evan Phillips. He goes to him for the four-out save there. It paid dividends. Even the home run to Soto, that wasn't even a bad pitch. That's not a hit that he had with the bases loaded. So that is definitely a concern. A lot of unforced errors in tonight's game. That's definitely something that I did not like. But we got Jared Fuentes beat who... We got Easy Clap from Cheaties. We got D-Mac Salute. What up, Spencer, over on YouTube? I'm in the Padres. High Walk Chatter 2, gloating, double dipping. Uh, shout out to my man, Borna, man. It's all it's all fun and games, and Borna's a good dude. But uh, here we go. We got uh, Joe Kelly pissing everyone off. LOL, go Dodgers. Yeah, as soon as I saw it, as soon as I saw it, I immediately just, I didn't even want to screen grabbed or anything. I went right to just record it from the TV. I saw what he said. He said FNB after he struck out Machado, after he struck out Fernando Tatis Jr. there. We're going to talk about that right here. But here, let's actually look at it. You guys want to check that out? I got some highlights here right now. We can look at it right away. No, actually, it's this one. And strikes him out. 
F and B. There you go. He said, I'm probably going to do a little breakdown of that. But, uh, yeah, Joe Kelly brings that spice. He brings that fire. And, honestly, they needed him in tonight's game. He comes out. He gets the job done. I thought he was really, really solid as well. I think he's as nasty as he's ever been. DMAC for real, Mon. Do it again tomorrow from L.A. Strong. We got Juan Hernandez. I knew we had that in the bag. I believe blue. I believe in our boys of blue. That's from Juan over on YouTube. We got Joe Kelly owns the Madres from Adrian Salazar. Doom underscore Sal. Sub DMAC. Nice to get that first game. They're going to need that first game because if you look at the way this pitching lines up, definitely favors the Padres. You got Blake Snell, who's had really the season of his career this season. And you got Yarbrough is going to get the mix and you got to get that first win because a four-game series, the Dodgers have a great opportunity to really put their foot on the throats of the San Diego Padres and just take full control of this division because are the Giants going to be a threat later? Are the Diamondbacks who are completely tailspinning at this point? I would say the answer is no. I think this is a key series for this Dodgers team to really seize control. Remember my bold prediction at the break was the Dodgers would win this division by five games. I think if they take care of business and take, at the very least, two out of four, ideally go three out of four, ideally you sweep Diego and you're feeling good about that, but yeah, like you said, a great point there. Getting that first win was massive. We got Cheetah over on YouTube says out him. Yeah, out. That's a fire take. Fire what more can you say about James Altman, who is my center fielder? He is James Altman, not just offensively, but defensively tonight. I think he was fantastic because he was the only guy that really did anything, much of anything off of you, Darvish. The Dodgers, they got five hits off Darvish. He goes seven innings, but just 82 pitches. How about a Dodger dog? of the game for Bob Melvin for taking out you Darvish because we know how many times this team has been struggling has had their issues with you Darvish Chris Taylor told me himself as Chris Taylor period point blank who's the toughest pitcher you've ever faced he always says I can't get a hit off of you Darvish so yeah Darvish he pitched very well the Dodgers they just couldn't get anything going, but then later in the game, they did. But yeah, how about James Altman there? You got to really start with him. It's a great starting point for this show. And by the way, if you're new to the channel, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, hit that like button for your Los Angeles Dodgers, who are now a season-high 18 games above 500, 63 and 45. They're three games up on the San Francisco Giants in the NL West. They get the big win tonight down there at Dodger Stadium South in San Diego. Looking for great, though. Yeah, LA G. We got Ahmed is my king. What up, Ahmed Hayward season 2023? Hey, I promised you this guy is a good bat. And also, the defensive play that he made, I thought was just the best I've ever seen from him. You're not talking about a guy who's played a lot of second base. And the reason why he doesn't play a lot of second base is he's not known for his, le his, his range going to his glove side. Let's just say it that way. That's the nicest way I can put it. And that's why you haven't seen him getting that many opportunities. But it was a fantastic play. I mean, there at the bottom of the eighth inning. Cooper hits the ground ball to Rosario. He's diving to his left. He snow cones it, gets it out of his glove. He's falling backwards and makes the throw to Freddie Freeman. And it's just a great play. He really had trouble getting that exchange, but he makes that throw and just a great play defensively. And that's something that really stood out to me. Like I said, the defensive gems, the D in Dodgers stood for defense tonight. We know defense wins championships. Outman there in the first inning. Robbing Fernando Tatis Jr. So let's start right there in the first inning. 
because that eighth inning, that's going to be a fun breakdown because so much happened in that eighth inning. Let's get more comments, then we're actually going to dive into this game because you guys are lighting it up. So you got, hey, D-Mac, what's up from Alabama? What up, David P? We got Craig Osterberg. What's up, Craig? We got Dodgers win 10-5. to Rod Wells, the offense explodes today. What about that at bat by David Peralta? Yeah, Victor Banos. We're going to break that down in a second. But David Peralta is someone that he has the ability to come up and get his barrel on the ball. doesn't matter if it's high velocity like we saw in that at bat. He can drop the barrel and make contact. And that is something that this team desperately needed last season. If you put David Peralta and Kike Hernandez on that team last year, why do I feel like we win that series and possibly win the World Series? Why do I feel like there's a universe where you throw some of these veterans that are on this team that have those good vibes, that have shown the ability to come up in pressure situations, that have that clutch gene? That team did not have that. I mean, they go five for 34, the runners in scoring position in that series. Something tells me that this team is built for the postseason more than last year's team. I said at the beginning of the season that David Peralta is going to get a series-changing hit in the postseason. It feels like he has that magic in his bat. I'll never forget when he had the Dodgers' first walk-off of the year, a ground ball to the right side. So, yeah. I love me some David Peralta. He's been great in the clubhouse. He's been great in his role. And it's just a great signing on a one-year, $6.5 million deal. We got Cheetah Outman, Dodger Dog of the Game. So who is your Dodger Dog of the Game? By the way, the Dodger dog of the game isn't necessarily the player of the game. It's which Dodger showed the most dog. Which Dodger had that dog in him? James Alvin, he's a contender. Offensively, defensively, had another infield hit that led to a run later. How about David Peralta's at bat? How about Dave Roberts there in the eighth inning? I'm telling you, Someone hit me up on the bat line saying that Dave Roberts is going to be his guy for his Dodger dog of the game. But here, Neil says, Outman Dodger dog of the game. Let's do some Dodger dog of the game. We got Riverside. Outman is the guy. That's from Adrian Salazar. We got Diane Schroeder, represented from Indian Wells, California. If you don't know, Diane Schroeder is the queen of the Dodgers nation post-game show. We always appreciate her. The parade was canceled. That's a fire take. Fire there will not be a parade down at Gaslam tonight. The parade has been canceled. There were some routes in the event that they were going to get tonight's win, but like you just heard, the parade has been canceled. Williams to Doug. I'm from Montana. I'm in San Diego. Going to my first Dodger game tomorrow. Well, you're going to have a great time a great first game look that is our beach house down there we call it dodger stadium south enjoy it there are some padres fans that will be there it's kind of their visitors in their own stadium but i hope you have a great night down there in san diego it's going to be a lot of fun and i hope the dodgers get the winner for you dmac i'm so glad you're doing a post game grizzly i'm so glad you're joining us we got hit that thumbs up for a dot oh dodgers nation i know those guys a great website go to dodgersnation.com also follow us on dodgers nation on instagram and twitter and if you have not yet be sure to subscribe to the Dodgers Nation YouTube channel. The more subscriptions, the more subs, the more likes, the better our giveaways are going to be. We're setting up for a big series of giveaways this month, so I've been telling you guys about that. Jerseys, be on the lookout. So, that's coming in the next month here in August. We got the Born or Losing Hair Every Dodgers series. Yeah, we were texting during the game. It got very interesting. That's all I'm going to say. Maybe I'll read those texts later in the show. Joe Kelly is that dude. Joe Kelly. Mariachi Joe Kelly. He brings the spice. He brings the fire. He brings that necessary edge that you love from Joe Kelly. There is a reason why this man is so beloved in Los Angeles. That's because he fears no one. Okay, this is a guy that it does not matter. He fears no one. So, 
yeah, that's what you love about Joe Kelly, man. I saw it right away, and I felt like, okay, this is something that uh, is going to probably go viral here. But uh, we'll see if they show what uh, Tatis has to say about that after the game, too. But uh, here we go. We got uh, Altman talking to Candy from El Nino, from Mark. We got Joe Kelly ain't Latino. He's Mexican. That's from IB Stroke. What do IB Stroke? I always rock with this, man. You know I appreciate you guys. Uh, maybe one year this will turn into a rivalry. Mike Link. Look, it's not a rivalry in the sense that, yeah, it's not Dodgers, Giants, it's not Cardinals, Dodgers, it's not Dodgers, Yankees, but let's be honest, there is a heightened sense of tension when these two teams play. I always compare it to the Lakers and the Suns back in the day, the Kings and the Lakers back in the day, where, look, as soon as that roster changes and you don't have that cast of characters, it's not going to be a rivalry anymore. To me, it's more like a summer fling, right? You have that summer fling type of rivalry. It's not forever, but as long as you have a lot of these familiar faces this cast of characters for both teams i think you're going to have a lot of high tension field matchups but hey how about this dodgers team with the ability and the possibility to end this padres season as after what they did the dodgers last year so it to me is it a rivalry i think that it's a temporary rivalry i don't think it's a permanent rivalry but by division standards it's a division rivalry, right? So at the very least, it's that. But there is something extra when these two teams face off, an extra level of tension. we got Al Hamm from Eddie Hernandez. Alman is a different hitter in the last three weeks. That's for Matty Man Dodge. Yeah, that's a great point over there on YouTube, Matty Man. Is James Alman is a different hitter. And I think what it really starts with, he's not trying to do too much. He's not offering at those fastballs up in the zone. He's waiting for pitches that he can hit. He's more patient at the plate. He's shortened his stroke a little bit. And that's something that you love about James Altman is his ability to adjust. I talked to him during the ping pong night and I congratulated on the success he's had this season. He was like, yeah, you know, I told him that James Altman himself, I'm like, man, you look like a big weight has fallen off your shoulders. And he basically explained to me that, yeah, I mean, kind of working his way through that first slump and just kind of getting back to where he is now and just kind of feeling like, yeah, I'm here to stay in the show. I think that was so big for James Altman. So, yeah, it was great to see him get a home run. It was actually his first home run since 7-19, since July 19th on the road in the Dodgers' 8-5 to loss in Baltimore. So a couple more comments. We'll continue to break down this game. Give me all your takes. Give me your spicy hot takes. What are your big takeaways from tonight's 10-5 to win from the Dodgers? I think the the number one take is this team continues to clutch up in big spots, continues to clutch up with two outs. Eight of the Dodgers, 10 runs tonight coming with two outs. Even the way it started with James Alman, that was with two strikes and two outs in the first, in the second. Anyway, Yarbrough is a great pitcher. You guys will see from Victor Fuentes. I planted my flag on James Yarbrough, on, uh, on uh, Victor Fuentes. I planted my flag on Ryan Yarbrough, and I will tell you that I think he's going to have a better finish to the season than Eduardo. I like family over winning, which is his choice. It's okay than playing with the Dodgers. This was key when DMAC. We need this to make a statement in this series from Juan Hernandez. Dylan Hare, Rosario might be the steal of the deadline. He has been so far. Yeah, I mean, he's been fantastic. And look, we know that this guy can rake. Since the beginning of June, the only shortstop in Major League Baseball, of course, he's played second. I think he'll play some outfield. The only shortstop that's had a higher batting average than him is Corey Seager. An above average bat. Hits the ball hard. So Ahmed Rosario he's really been everything you can ask for especially when you consider what you got for him especially when you consider what you had to give up because look 
Noah Syndergaard, Syndergaard was Syndergaard no matter what. He was never going to be someone that was going to come back and contribute. And the fact that you got something for him, that tells me that that was just one of the best moves ever because Syndergaard was a buzz for this Dodgers team. He had an ERA north of seven. He was never to contribute. And, you know, what I always say about Noah Syndergaard, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. No, smile because it's over and cry because it happened. But now we can cry tears of joy because they got Ahmed Rosario in that deal. But yeah, let's start right here there in the bottom of the first. I see a couple more comments and let's get some super chats to the Rosario Peralta extension fund. That's from Nicholas Ramos. That's a fire take right there from Nicholas Ramos. Absolutely. That is going to the extension front. Those guys are putting themselves in a really good position to get some nice deals in. I think we could try to swing that. So I'll definitely put that in the pot. Absolutely. Dave Peralta is the man from Diane Schroeder. James Putman. We got Outman next belly from Malaki Faria. We got Ahmed Rosario. We got to extend James Outman from Nando 390. Anissa says James Outman. Eric says Ahmed for his Dodger dog of the game. Outman has found his place here. That's from conservative Zach. Exactly. He is going to be a guy that's here to stay. And I think if you look at what he could get in his arbitration years, I don't think they're going to have to break the bank on James Alvin. I think he's going to be a part of this franchise, not just next year, the year after that, but for a good handful of seasons, five, six, seven years, hopefully. And he can man that center field spot, continue to grow as a hitter and I'm just so thrilled that he's been able to have that success. Brazier, the second best reliever from Craig Osterberg. Yeah, I would say he's definitely the second best for sure. I think he's someone that they've absolutely unlocked, especially they've thrown that cutter. I think he actually got the win in tonight's game, did Brazier. Yeah, he ends up uh, getting the win. Did he get the win? Yeah, he did get the win. So he's 3-0 and with the Dodgers. He goes an inning there, very efficient, just eight pitches, had the one strikeout. But yeah, let's look at that bottom. Actually, let me get my comments up so I don't lose your comments, then we'll continue to break this one down because a lot happened tonight's game. Let's get started on it. So bottom of the first inning, Kim singles to right, then Tatis. He flied to center for the first out. Then Outman absolutely robbed him. James kept that in, man. Okay, his third rob job of the season. So 3-2 pitch. Then after that, he strikes out Soto looking, just frozen with the fastball. But yeah, what a play there by James Outman. Just the timing, the athleticism. I was waiting for James, uh, for Joe Davis to go with the call. A robbery of Tatis. But, uh, yeah, fantastic play there. And that really was necessary because this Dodgers team wasn't able to put up any runs against you, Darvish. So, yeah, I mean, a great play there by James Outman. Then, yeah, the stolen bases, Kim stole second. Then Machado, he lined to right. And that was another great defensive play there. A great read, a great jump there by Jason Hayward because if he doesn't make that play and that falls to the gap there with two outs and the runner on second, Kim's going to score. They're going to get the lead early on. And then what happens? Good defense leads to good offense. How many times have you seen that? You make a big play defensively and you go out there and you have a big hit or a, you do something positive. Well, bottom of the second inning, well, top of bottom of the second inning, you actually yeah, you jump to the uh, the bottom top of the se- the bottom the top of the second inning. James Altman, he goes yard. So he gets his 13th home run of the year. That was able to really get things going for this Dodgers offense and at least give them a run early on. So it was two outs, two strikes, third pitch of the at-bat, a four-seam fastball up in the zone. He just turns on it. His 13th home run of the year, 385 feet. That gives the Dodgers an early one nothing lead, and they did not do much after that offensively. They absolutely needed James Alvin to step up, and he did that. Me, Rojo says, that was a fun game to watch. Alex Harley, bro, if you remember me, I say I would scream as loud as I can if we could get Joe Kelly, and you did. Yeah, Alex, so congratulations. I'm glad you got your boy back. Out him from Eddie Hernandez. We got show some love to Brady. 
Brazier from Parker Brown. You guys know Brazier is my guy. Brazier is my guy. Haha, ha, parade canceled. We got uh, Justin Kim 2000. Padres ain't good. Juan Hernandez. Keys is meme. Still haunts his Padres. JV Dodgers dog should be fans in the stands making that stadium rock during the eight. Great point. Yeah, I'll give them a Dodger oh. dog. Dodger, Dodger, Dodgers fans will represent down in San Diego tonight. Playoff atmosphere for Michael Rain the third. Oh one CEO. This game are the ones that we need to win, not just brag, but they matter. Nando three ninety. Joe Kelly owns Tad Tease. He absolutely does. Might as well play this again. There you go, F and B. There you go. There you go. He thought he was trying to go up and down. Up. San Diego Padres suck. <laughs> Justin Kim 2000. Dodgers will sweep you. Heard it here first. It's from Justin Kim 2000. Playoff atmosphere this weekend. Blue Crew Baby got a super chat here. $20 from my friend Martin Enrique Reles. Fraud Rays and the Mets. Laughing stock of baseball. Yeah, two of the biggest disappointments ever in Major League Baseball. The Mets, they're done. The Padres, they think they're still going to have a chance. But that is Major League Baseball for you cannot buy your way to success. You have to be able to have a great farm system like the Dodgers have. You have to develop and scout your own town. You have to make smart, sensible signings like the Dodgers have. And I think the Dodgers, they've made these teams out there thinking, hey, if we just spend big, maybe we can have success like them. That isn't the case. So it's a great point. Miller recovered well. That's from DeAndre. Or, yeah, definitely think he battled out there for sure. Tonight, Bobby Miller, we're going to talk about his outing here in a second here. He ends up allowing one run on six hits in three and two-thirds innings, had three strikeouts. So, yeah, I think for Miller tonight, 11 for 18 on first pitch strikes. If you look at early in the game, just six missed bats. So he has a below-average whiff percentage, has an above-average strikeout rate. But, yeah, you want to see him miss more bats. There was a lot of hits, and, I mean, he was – really walking a tightrope early on, escaping damage. He, oh, the Padres were 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position at one point against him. So, yeah, you look at the bottom of the first inning. We talked about that. And then bottom of the second inning, Bogarts, he singled to right, sweeper away. Really nice pitch there by Miller. Then Cronenworth, next batter was Xander at first. 0-2 pitch. 0-2 pitch, he doubled to right, giving the Padres runners on second and third with no out. So a curveball there, inner half. So you give the leadoff single there to Bogarts. You give that up, and then Cronenworth, he hits that double. So, you're looking at the second inning there. You're hoping things don't get away early on. You saw in his previous start, he gave those three runs early to the Reds. You were hoping that that doesn't happen down in San Diego. Much less of a margin for error. And the next batter, 3-2 pitch. He strikes out Choi with a sinker, 100 miles per hour for the first out. And then he gets Campusano to foul to the catcher for the second out. And he gets Grisham to fly to center for the third out. So, yeah, he was... Big balls Bobby right there, man. He had the brass set in that sequence where you had a very difficult difficult assignment there to try to at least just escape that damage, and he did just that. So give him all the credit after allowing that leadoff single there to Bogarts. And bottom of the third inning, Kim gets a leadoff single to left, and then Tatis popped to second for the first out, and then Kim stole second. Then the following batter with Hassan Kim at second and one out, he strikes out Soto looking. So a great pitch there by Bobby Miller. And I love the moxie. I love the confidence. I love the bound presence there during that sequence because for him, it's just about learning on the job, right? He's having to go out there. It's a little bit of a christening by fire by Bobby Miller. And here is a fun fact about Bobby Miller is that I was talking to people where he's from and during the, a summer once, he actually had a job as an ice cream man, literally driving ice cream truck. That's why after his first start, I call him the ice man. 
I've heard that nickname used elsewhere, but yeah, that's where it kind of started from. He drove an ice truck. He's, he's Ice Ice Bobby. Ding, 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 ding. So, yeah, I mean, I thought that was just a great sequence there for Bobby Miller to strike out Soto the way he did. And just a great at bat, too, on the 3-2 pitch. And use that curveball, too, down and in. And really, he was favoring that curveball tonight, too. It feels like when it comes to sequencing, they're really going to be going with that pitch. But Alvin has bounced back nicely the second half. That's from Revelo over on YouTube. What an A-B by J.D. That's from Cheetah. Yeah, we're going to get into that in a little bit. But a fantastic at-bat, cold off the bench. And really hasn't played. He's been dealing with that injury. It's been a strange injury. It's been in his back and his hamstring. And they really haven't been able to put their finger on what it really is. But the most important thing is that he's back in this means it's not serious so definitely love the fact that he was up there in that stretch and we'll talk about it in a little bit so i'm almost thinking okay you're taking out one of your hottest hitters and james alvin a guy who's had success he's actually fared well against lefties this year james alvin's hitting 288 against sound pause he's just not slugging but we'll talk about that in a little bit james boast from dmac i hope your boy hogwash doesn't have he's gonna be just fine man <laughs> uh, what a wonderful game tonight roy estrada dmac it's a rivalry when two opposing teams go at each other this is a conflict because we just hate Madres fans delusional. Okay, I'll take that. That's a fire take. I uh, love what Alvin's been doing of late. That's from David Sabatini over in New York, man. Rocking with us from the East Coast. Always appreciate you, David. Steve Elias Brazier should not be set up, but not Ferguson. Yeah, I think I'm losing trust in Caleb Ferguson. I mean, for him, it's the arm side command. It's the bad misses. And that is something that you need to clean up. I think when he's on, he's filthy. And we know that. He can challenge hitters in the zone. That's definitely something you want to see from your lefty out of the bullpen. But when the command is off, things can really speed up on him very quickly. So, yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Justin Kim, 2063 and 45. We still in first place, the NL West. Nando, Joe Kelly is my wife's bull. <laughs> Nando says, Joe Kelly is my wife's boyfriend. Okay, you're going to get one of these, man. Bruh. And maybe one of these. I love San Diego's atmosphere when the Dodgers are in town. I think it fires the, the team. Absolutely. Nerds, hot take. If the Dodgers play like this all the way, they're winning it all. There you go. I'll be fine with that. That's a fire take. Fire take. Uh, James knocked Darvish's pitch the F out, man. That's a fire take. Fire Absolutely. Take. Brazier was balls out. It's from Mr. Marty Mart. We got our pitching was on point tonight. Great job, Dodgers from S. We got uh, Mustard fell off the Padre dog from Craig Osterberg. Andrew Fleisman with that Rosario Syndergaard trade. Let's go, Dodgers fan. That's from Revillo 1. We got Friedman smiles. Mr. Marty Mart. Artist Market Dodgers smoked the Padres. I said Rosario was going to be good at least to play second base. That's from JR. Extend Rosario from Nathan. Jin Griffey Jr. Friedman trade his unborn child for Rosario. Okay, that's a bruh. Bruh. And maybe a finish in. Okay, let's go down here a little more. DMAC, that Alvin robbery of Fernando Tatis was what we need to pull off this dub against the Badres. That's from Daniel over on YouTube. I agree. That was so massive. The time the athleticism is third robbery of the year. He just taking his lunch money like the Cody Bellinger did in the 2020 NLDS. And then let's talk about this bottom of the fourth inning. So bottom of third, like I said, he gets out of that. Struck out Machado. I mean, he got Machado to fly out before before and at before that at bat he had struck out Soto but the bottom of the fourth is where things really started to get interesting so Bogarts he reached on infield single to short and Bogarts he leads the league at infield singles and one thing I will say is sometimes when something unforeseen happens to 
Bobby Miller, whether it be a hits batter, a walk, a lucky hit, you can start to see the frustration and he wears it. And that's something that I think he needs to work on. I think that he's someone that's so competitive and has so much passion, so much fire that there are times that we've seen him let the emotions get the best of him. You saw in the Giants series earlier at Dodger Stadium when he gave the home run to Lamont Wade. We just, just squeezed the ball and just threw that curveball and he hit a home run. We see multiple examples of him just kind of having the wheels fall off a little bit. So I think in those situations, I would have liked to see a bound visit, whether it be by Will Smith, whether it be by Mark Pryor in that situation. But I think he would have absolutely benefited from that. So you got Xander, another leadoff single. So you had the leadoff man on for the Padres the entire night. You had the first inning, Kim singled to right, bottom of the second, Bogart singled to right, bottom of the third, Kim leadoff single to left, and bottom of the fourth, Bogart's reach on infield single to short. So, yeah, he was a little frustrated. The next batter, Cronenworth, he grounded to a fielder's choice for the first out, and then he walked Choi. And then he walked Choi, and that sent Cronenworth to second. So he had runners on first and second. And then Campusano, he singled to second, past the second baseman right there. And then the sinker down in the middle, 97 miles per hour. So he threw that sinker right middle, middle, just hard of the plate. And the Vila was down, 97 miles per hour. That tied things up at one apiece. And then Grisham with runners on first and third. 3-2 pitch, curveball. He executes it perfectly. They almost get the double play there, but they're able to get the out. And that was it for Bobby Miller. He was noticeably frustrated. He wanted to stay in the game. I think that was absolutely a great pull by Dave Roberts. And that is my first Dave Roberts good move of the night. Would you guys agree with me, yes or no? That was a pretty damn good game called by your skipper, Doc Roberts, tonight. So, yeah, he exits the game with three and two-thirds innings pitch, had three punches, allowed six hits, one earned run. And then Joe Kelly, he comes in to face Kim. 1-0 pitch, he misses high. And then next pitch, it goes off the glove of Will Smith, hits the backstop to score Choi to make it 2-1 Padres. So it was a pass ball by Will Smith. It was high, but it's a ball that Will Smith will tell you that he has to catch. He makes that play nine times out of ten. We know that. We got a super chat here from John Bleeds Blue. James Altman played the game. Absolutely, that catch was fantastic. Manny's daddy spanked him. Oh, and who's Manny's daddy? The Los Angeles Doyers from Bob D. Love D-Mac. Love you back, Jenny Vega. Appreciate you rocking with us here on the Dodgers Nation post-game show. If you're new to the channel, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and drop your fire takes down below. What are your takeaways from the Dodgers? 10 to 5. Come back when D-Mac.com from David Ricketts over on YouTube. I live in San Diego. The game was blocked from B. Guzman. 100%. A D-Mac need to take Borna Bar hopping from Roy Estrada. Yeah, man, he's not in a good spot right now. I'll be interested to watch the show after this. Uh, we got $10, the Kershaw Jumbotron curse. The Kershaw Jumbotron curse absolutely lives. The Dodgers, they have won one, oh, every game but one this season against this Padres team. So, yeah, I mean, this is something that, is really starting to pile up, and I appreciate the $10. That's going to go towards our fund to bring back Rosario, to bring back Peralta. And, yeah, now the Dodgers. I mean, if you look at that series in June of 2021, June 21st to the 23rd in 2021, the San Diego has lost all four series versus the Dodgers. 
in the regular season since August 24, 2021. The Padres have gone 6-26, 6-26 against the Dodgers. We won't talk about what happened. The NLDS have already kind of blacked that out. But, yeah, I mean, they've dominated them. And, yeah, the curse of Kershaw lives, the Clayton Kershaw. Uh, hey, Fernando, welcome to the Joe Kelly Fight Club. Exactly. Got to play it again. You guys want to see it again? Let's go all night on this one. And strikes him F and, out. F and B. <laughs> but we got uh, Diane. Yes, yeah, Smith has looked right for a bit, missing the balls he usually gets. Yeah, we'll talk about Will Smith a little bit on my final takeaways. But back to that fourth inning, they get the other run there. Choi scores to make it two to one Padres. And like I said, Smith kind of came out of that crouch and it tipped off the top of his glove. It kind of just went to the backstop, just a pass ball. But two one pitch, he gets him a line out of the inning. So Kelly, he minimized that damage. Then you jump to the bottom of the fifth, eight pitch at bat to Fernando Tatis Jr. And then Joe Kelly strikes him out looking with a hundred mile per hour fastball and and then he calls him an F and B as he's walking back. We got to look at that for like the, the 10th time tonight. I love Joe Kelly, man. What can he say? I'm just so happy that Joe Kelly's back in Dodger blue. It gives this team the edge. Then here you go. And strikes him out. F and B. I'm not going to say it, man. It's a children's show. It's a family show. And then, yeah, it was a great at bat, too. I mean, he kind of worked his way back there on the 1-1. Early in the bat, he kind of went a high and tight on him a little bit, went off his knob, and he wasn't too thrilled about it, Fernando Tatis Jr. So I think kind of sparked a little fire underneath Joe Kelly, saying, okay, we'll see about that. And he comes back to freeze him. Like I said, Joe Kelly is as nasty as he's ever been. He's throwing harder than he has ever had in his career, throwing 100-mile-per-hour sinkers. Also, the strikeout rate is as high as it's ever been. The whiff rate, the fib. I mean, I'm telling you, I begged for Joe Kelly three weeks ago. We got Joe Kelly. I think he's going to be an asset. And I think between Evan Phillips, Ryan Brazier, Bruce Dart on some nights, right? But Joe Kelly is going to be a high leverage weapon. He needs to step up. He's key to this team's success. And then after that, he ends up walking Soto on four pitches. And then Machado singles to left following that. And then the 1-1 one -one to Xander, he grounds into a double play. So a great job there. One of the defensive gems. Joe Kelly gets the comeback, and they turn the double play. Great turn there by Mookie to get out of the inning. And then bottom of the sixth inning, Cronenworth, he fouls to left. And then Choi, he missed Armside. Uh, then with uh, Alex Vesey out there. Yeah, I wasn't really impressed with Alex Vesey. What were you guys' thoughts on his start? I really like Bobby Miller. We got Lucio Enrique. Let the kids play. I mean, our young pitching staff, we got the bats for them to learn. Just wait until Clayton Walker come back from James Smith. Yeah, Walker, he threw tonight. He's continuing to look better. We have the Dodgers saying that, hey, he's looking like Walker Buehler. I'm telling you, Walker Buehler is going to have an impact on this team. It's going to be as good as picking up a big pitcher at the trade deadline. In Walker Buehler, we trust. Help us, Walker. You're our only hope. But ESPN just posted an article about the Joe Kelly strikeout to Tad Tease. It would be awesome if this was an actual rivalry from Mike Ling. Let's go down here. Another super chat from John. Joe Kelly wouldn't pull his antics if he had to hit. I mean, yeah, maybe. But thankfully, pitchers don't hit. You know why? I... Never said, you know what? I really want these Dodgers tickets, man. I really want to drop this bag on Dodgers tickets so I can go to the game and watch pitchers hit, right? Of course, I used to like the additional strategy involved in it, but still, I mean, it's not better for the game if pitchers hit. That's just the bottom of the line. I can go as deep as you want to on that subject, but the bottom line, end of the day, it's just the game isn't better when pitchers hit. That's an automatic out. I mean, I guess technically if you're talking about Austin Barnes, you could probably say that, but still... 
just be honest here. It's not better for the game. But here, let's jump back into the action here. Guys, got the big innings coming up. And by the way, if you haven't yet, subscribe to the Dodgers Nation YouTube channel. But I didn't like everything tonight. Of course, Alex Vesey there in the sixth inning. He gets... Cronenworth to foul to left, then he walks Choi, misses arm side with the fastball, issues a one-out walk, and first pitch to Campusano, he hits him. That gives the Padres runners on first and second and one out, and first pitch to Grisham, he singles to right to score Choi to give the Padres a 3-1 to one lead, and then he gets Kim to fly to right. Tatis, he fouls to first, and Tatis, he missed some meatballs, man. I'm telling you, man, there were some spaghetti and meatballs on some of those pitches right there because he had 95-mile-per-hour heaters with no run, no no spin right down Broadway, and he missed those pitches. So, yeah, I mean, I'm starting to fear that Vesia, who I've been a proponent of, he's missing down the middle once again. He needs to live on the edges, so he's not getting that spin. He's really having issues, having success, other than, I mean, you saw the walk and the hit batters come back to hurt him. But then you jump to the top of the seventh. That's where things really get going for this Dodgers team. Now you're fearing, hey, you're seeing you're seeing that you Darvish's Hopefully, his night's going to end. You're trying to put an end to you, Darvish, and he's out there for the seventh. And Peralta, he gets a leadoff ground roll double. He gets his going, get on the Peralta train, and he really sparked this Dodger team. He was a shot in the arm for this Dodgers offense tonight was David Peralta. I think it cannot be emphasized enough. It cannot be overstated how well he played. David Peralta ends up going two for four, had the two RBIs. We got to our bullpen of perpetual failure scares me from Matthew Padilla. We got hot take if we make it to the playoffs Bobby might be clutch I see it in him that's from Jojo Dancer there's a fire take take. we got Hogwatch good game our boy Borna in the stream shout out to Borna hey man you still got three games left I told Borna that if the Padres lose we have to recreate the that's what's in we're gonna see Borna create the that's what's in maybe we'll do Dodgers going down to yellow and brown that's what's in and then we'll put a picture of the Kershaw or something like that. We'll figure out something fun to do. Okay, I'm just messing with you, man. It's all good. I don't want to try to count my chickens. Yeah, we still got three games to play in this series. So, Scar just saw the strikeout on Tatis. I'm getting a Joe Kelly jersey from Scar. Any word on our GOAT Kershaw? That's from Lucio Enrique. So, yeah, I think the interesting thing with Kershaw is when do you bring him back? I mean, when is the perfect time to bring back Clay and Kershaw? Because if you bring him back in the Arizona series, we know that, yeah, that's probably not the best idea because it's a hitter's park. He struggled in Arizona at times. You talk to pitchers that have pitched there, and they'll tell you that when it comes to the getting the feel for their slider and their breaking stuff there, it's not the best case scenario. So then you got the Rockies series. Do you really want to have that? I mean, the Rockies series, I don't know if I love that too, right? So, yeah, it's kind of about having a soft landing for him, but he did have a catch session today. It went well, and they're going to schedule his next bullpen. And, yeah, I think when you look at Clayton Kershaw, he is someone that is going to absolutely help this team as soon as he can. It's just they don't want to rush him back because they want to make sure that when he is back, he stays back. And you saw, I thought it was really cool that he faced the Dodgers' top draft pick, a few days ago, Kendall George at Dodger Stadium. And look, he's feeling good. And I think the most important thing to me when it comes to Clayton Kershaw is he said that 
he got loose really quickly. And that's something that really stood out to him was how loose he got so quickly after his last bullpen session, after his last throwing session. So he's on the mend. He's going to be back shortly. We'll see when that is. If you look at the Dodgers schedule, it's just kind of finding the right time for him to be back. I think, you know, he's not going to say no to any start against any team, but I just want to come back and not get off to a good start. So, that's something that I'm really hoping that he does because you got the rest of this series. You got two games at Arizona, and then I think you go play him at home against the Rockies, man. That's the soft landing. I think to me, at home, four-game set against Colorado. So I hopefully I'm hoping that we see him during that series. And after that, you got the Brewers. So I'd avoid that Diamondback series if I could, and then at home. But, uh, yeah, jump back in the comment section. Here we got uh, – uh, Emmett over Michael. That's from Jared. We got to the Kershaw curse continues. We got some more super chats. 499 from Juan Chavez. Appreciate you. That's going towards the fund as well. The Padres have been 36 and 41 since the Kershaw meme. Karma, baby. That's a fire take from John Bleeds Blue. Nando 390. Nando. DMAC, you should host the next man versus food versus brews. That'd be uh, next man versus food and brews. I'd be down for that, man. Hey, you can do some other stuff. Like me some beers. Like me some food. You know, saw my bar guy, by the way. If you guys want to you check that out as well. Tim Rogers, wearing my Joe Kelly flag up DN shirt right now. Awesome. Joe Kelly is the man. Shout out to Tim Rogers. He runs Dodgers 2080. Guys, take your Dodgers knowledge to the next level. You got to know not just the current stars, but the stars of the future. And Dodgers 2080 does the best job of any site out there covering Dodgers prospects. But I can't believe he came back. A deuce, the only reason Soto went deep is that Phillips fed him a cookie with a six-run lead. Yeah, deuce, that's a great way to sum it up right there. So, yeah, top of the seventh there. Bralta, leadoff double. Hayward grounded to first. Taylor popped to second. And then James Alman up again with two outs and Peralta at second. He gets an infield single to score Peralta to pull the Dodgers within one to make it three to two. James Altman just did a great job. Great at bat there. Not trying to do too much. Get the bat on the ball. It was a slider in on the hands. It was a jam shot. The velo off the ball was less than 50 miles per hour. So it was definitely not the hardest hit ball, but he got the job done. It was 46.2 miles per hour. So, yeah, I mean, great job by James Allen to go up there with two outs, make something happen, get the Dodgers another run, give them some life, and he did just that. Then he steals second, and then you had Rosario at the play with two outs, and he grounds to third. So Dodgers get closer, one run on two hits, and then here we are, the definitive inning, the top of the eighth inning. So here we go. Leadoff single by Kike Hernandez. Then Mookie, he draws a walk to bring up Freddie with runners on first and second and no outs. And Xander, he makes a diving catch for the first out. Now, they were fortunate right there that he caught it because if he drops it, maybe they go to third, maybe they go to second, maybe they get multiple outs on that play. But his fantastic play almost hurts the Padres in that situation because no infield fly roll was in effect. So that goes as the first out. And then Suarez, bottom of the zone. You got Will Smith. He was four for his last 30. And 3-2, he chases a heater, bottom of the zone for a strike. Three. And then Peralta with runners on first and second. Two outs. One, two. And Peralta, he doubles to left to score. Kike to even the score at 3-3. Three to three, A 100-mile-per-hour sinker. Bottom of the zone. Gets his barrel on the ball. Outside corner. Like I said, he knows how to have a two-strike approach. Two-strike hitting. That is going to be clutch. That's going to be key for this team to have success when it matters most. And we know that Peralta, he's got that club in his back. So it's great to see him 
have that success and get this team back on track and tie the game when he did. So that puts Mookie at third. Mookie was kind of considering going home on the play, but he advanced to third, and then they intentionally walked Jason Hayward to load the bases for Chris Taylor with two outs, and full count to Chris Taylor. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. He draws a walk. That puts the Dodgers up. He draws a bases loaded walk to make it 4-3 to three LA. And yeah, great at bat there by Chris Taylor. A fantastic A-B. Bases loaded. Walk it was a seventh pitch the at bat. He was down the count one and two. Then he takes a ball for ball for a curveball up in the zone then he fouls off a changeup and he takes a four seam high and then he takes another four seam high draws that walk puts the Dodgers up four to three and with the bases still loaded Dodgers up four to three and looking to add to their lead Doc elects to pinch hit for James Abel with J.D. Martinez to face Cosgrove now this is where I think Dave Roberts was in his bag you bring J.D. Martinez cold off the bench after missing some time due to injury and he falls behind 0-2 in the count and he comes back to work it full on the seventh pitch the bat he takes a slider low and out of the zone for another bases loaded walk to put the Dodgers up 5-3 to three. and I think that was a decision that really paid off for Doc because hey we know that Alvin's had success against left He's hitting 288. He's not slugging, but you're just looking to go up there and poke a base hit to just get the bat on the ball, find some grass. But is he going to really get his third hit of the night against a lefty? I think you made the right decision right there, and you're sending one of the best clutch hitters that we've seen over the last decade in J.D. Martinez. He's able to draw that walk. And then Rojas, he pinch ran for J.D., get him on the bench, don't want to hurt himself. And then next batter, Rosario. I tweeted out, I said, Rosario's going to blow this thing wide open, and then boom, one one pitch, he singles to right to score Hayward and Taylor to make it 7-3 Dodgers. That brings up Kike Hernandez, who flies to right, but 10 Dodgers come to the plate in that inning. Five two-out runs on three hits. That is clutch hitting. Clutch hitting against their best reliever, not named Josh Hader. So, a great inning. One of the best innings of the year for the Dodgers. Every single Dodger today that went to the plate reached base. That Everyone was eating today, man. Everyone was eating today. Other, Freddie Freeman, he was able to reach. Uh, Mookie goes two for four. JD, he was able to draw that walk. Rojas, so almost every every single Dodger right there at that inning. And, he, and Kike Hernandez, he goes one for four, too. So, yeah, what an inning for LA. And then you jump to the bottom of the eighth inning. And you get the great play there from Ahmed Rosario. So, yeah, fantastic job by this Dodgers team defensively stepping up. 
And yeah, it was just really a great game for LA. But let's jump back in the comments here. We keep breaking it down. Then we'll let you guys enjoy the rest of your Friday night. And we'll be back with you possibly tomorrow, possibly definitely on Sunday, though. I wish we got Hicks as well. Imagine Hicks and Kelly. That'd be pretty awesome. Fergie is a Dodger bum of the game. That's from Jay Bullet over on YouTube. Yeah, it definitely was not the best night for Caleb Ferguson. And yeah, he's someone that he can be erratic at times. And when he's not hitting his spots, he's someone that can get into trouble. So yeah, you're definitely not wrong. I mean, if you look at his inning, when he got his opportunity, let's let's break his inning down. Because uh, yeah, you go to the bottom of the eighth inning, I mean, yeah, that's yeah, where you had to go with Evan Phillips there on that four-out save. So, yeah, let's jump back into it here. We got, uh, yeah, and that's the kind of that's what I didn't like today was just giving up runs due to bad execution, due to walks, due to hit batters in the fourth inning. Miller walked Choi a few batters later. Choi scored on the pass ball by Smith in the sixth vest. Yeah, he walked Choi, hit batter Campusano, Grisham singled that scored Choi to make it three to one. The eighth, the Cronenworth hit by a pitch, and that really. It's where it all started with, with Ferguson. Just really no command. If you want to be the man, you have to have the command. And he just did not have it in that inning. And you saw during that bat, I mean, he hits Cronenworth. And that was the first pitch. I mean, he's missing badly arm side. And then Cooper, he hits for Choi. And Cooper, he grounded to second. Cronenworth, he gets to second. And Campusano, he lines to left. And then on the 2-2 two -two to Grisham, four-seam fastball, he leaves it up. And then Grisham, he singles to right. That gives the Padres a run to make it 7-4. And then he walks Kim. And then Dave Roberts makes another great move. And he gets Evan Phillips out there, calls on fireman Phillips, honey bun himself to get that four-out save. And you got Fernando Tatis Jr., 2-2 two -two count. He flies to right to get out of the inning. And in top of the ninth, the Dodgers, they had more runs. You get Freeman was hit by a pitch. He reached, reached then Will Smith, who that's definitely one of my Mitch Lotta half full takes of tonight. By the way, is Will Smith. He had been struggling, man. I mean, Will Smith, since July 20th, is hitting 182 with a 52 weighted runs created plus. The strikeout rate is up. He's struggling against fastballs up and away, high-velocity fastballs. It looks like that bat speed is starting to slow down a little bit. He looks tired. I think you need an adequate, competent backup that can really give him a day off. You've got that DH spot for J.D. Martinez. I think that's starting to take its toll, but it was nice to see Will Smith come through there. One-two count. He he doubles to center. That scores Mookie to make it 8-4 to four Dodgers. And then Peralta, another productive out, another great at-bat. He jumps on a, a slider right there. Nothing too crazy. Wasn't trying to do too much damage, but he hits a sack fly to center. That gives the Dodgers another run. That makes it 9-4. to four. And Hayward, he fouled a third. And then next batter, 0-1, Chris Taylor. He singles to center to make it 10-4 to 4 L.A. So the Dodgers get three runs on three hits there in that ninth inning to blow things wide open to body slam Diego. And, of course, bottom of the ninth, as you mentioned earlier, 0-2. He had a sinker, left it up, and I think he had to go cut or try to go in on the hands there during that at bat. And 
Juan Soto is able to homer to make it 10-5. to But a great win for your Dodgers team. So many great defensive plays, clutch hitting, two-out hitting. And this Dodgers team, they continue to really ascend and really just continue to build a cushion and some separation in this division. So we'll do a couple more questions. We'll let you guys enjoy the rest of your night. And how about the play of the night? I got to go with Joe Kelly saying FUB to Fernando Tatis. But Alvin putting work at bat from Alan Herrera. Thanks for the $5. Appreciate you. Strider, hear you. 120 DMAC. Alvin swing is looking good. I saw a caveman swing, but he's been working. Yeah, I think for him, it's just about keeping it simple. I mean, he doesn't have a natural swing. It's not a Ken Griffey Jr. swing. It's a little clunky. It's a little caveman-esque. Sometimes it feels like he's going 70%, right? And then he's done. But for him, he's so strong and athletic that if he just gets his barrel on it, good things are going to happen. That's why his hard hit rate when he's on is definitely really good. So I like what he's been doing, man. I like the fact that he's not out there trying to hit home runs. He's out there trying to put his bat on the ball. Is he sacrificing some slug? He probably is, but he's also not going through those bad slumps. And I think that he is 100% going to be on this Dodgers team for the next five, six years and be a core member at a very affordable rate. But here we go. He, 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 Vestia. We got, didn't even get the notification. You were live. I'm not sure why that is. Jason, I'll look into that. But we get to, then the Padres lost like they usually do. We got one night from Bartolo Colon. We appreciate you. What a Bartolo, big, sexy Bartolo Cologne. One of my favorite plays ever. Bartolo Cologne homering in San Diego. That was just one of the great home runs in baseball history. I don't care what anyone says. Who could forget that? I mean, Bartolo Cologne, I mean, when he, when he, he's done the impossible. He homers against the San Diego Padres. You homered there in Petco Park. I mean, I still think, I have to be honest, that might be the greatest moment in baseball history. Okay? Let's just be honest. I mean, that's when one of the first times I ever cried watching a baseball game. I was so happy about that, just watching Bartolo Colon hit that bomb. But I digress. But here we go back in the comment section. Please do hope we got Ryan Pepio going to be called up. Yeah, I mean, he really hasn't looked great down in AAA. And you saw they optioned him right away. He's still going to be someone that's going to be a player, though, for sure. We got uh, Peralta and Rosario with the hits that didn't come last October. Yeah, Dylan Hare, I think you're definitely onto something for sure. Love you back, Andrew. Uh, Hope Springs to live in Barbies. I think that's something that this team definitely identified this offseason. They realized that. Yeah, sometimes you need guys that are gritty, guys that have that dog. I mean, how, we haven't really talked about the fact that Kike Hernandez, Kike Hernandez himself, he goes out there after having a terrible year. He's had success with this Dodgers team. He was the spark. He was the shot in the arm for this Dodgers team that hit that leadoff single there in the top of the eighth inning to really get that rally going. So, yeah, absolutely a great point right there. And I thought just the approach by this Dodgers team, too. I mean, they made Suarez throw 33 pitches there in that eighth inning. That's when this Dodgers team is at its best. When you're not expanding the zone, you're making pitches, throw strikes. And even though it's high velocity, if it's in the zone, you're going to be able to find your pitch and you're going to be able to make something good happen. That's what David Peralta can do. This team needed more savvy veterans that are capable of coming up in the clutch. Last year's team... Didn't have enough of those at-bats, especially down in the lineup, I thought. Yeah, I mean, even against Cosgrove, I mean, Martinez of the play, I mean, just it was just a big, great five-run inning for that team. I mean, and I think, too, one of my big takeaways that is the fact that the fact that 
that J.D. Martinez, who hasn't had a bat since last Saturday with that tightness in his groin and his hamstring, the fact that he was able to work that walk, give the Dodgers another run, play another run, give them some more insurance, and then really get the ball, get the bat to Ahmed Rosario so he could pass the baton and he ended up getting that double to right field to add those two more runs. Hey, this team was great. Now, Rosario, he's 4 for 13, hitting 308 with four RBIs against lefties since joining the Dodgers. And you saw that insane diving play he made to second. Just that throw falling backwards, one of the defensive plays of the years for L.A. So, yeah, I mean, that was just his fifth game ever playing second base for Ahmed Rosario. So, yeah, I mean, it was a great night for the Dodgers, man. More on James Altman, too. I mean, got the home run, 0-2 high fastball, just a great at-bat there. And, of course, he had the rob job. Of Tatis Jr. But uh, yeah, I think uh, also too, I mean, one more thing before we head out of here is Bobby Miller gave him a lot of credit. I mean, he had traffic all night long. He was working his way around leadoff singles. And I think that catch he made right there in the first inning from Outman, that saved him. I mean, that this night could have been a long bullpen game if it wasn't for James Outman making that big play, if it wasn't for Jason Hayward making that big play. So give the Dodgers defense a lot of credit. And that's another reason why I think that Lance Lynn is going to have success. That's another reason why I think – Ryan Yarbrough is going to have success with this team. Is This is a better defensive unit behind him than where they're going from. So, Hassan Kim, yeah, I mean, Dave Roberts was in his bag. But, yeah, great night for this Dodgers team. Just kind of final thoughts here is this Dodgers team, they feel like they're built for October. It's games like this that get me excited about the potential and the possibility with this group because they feel special. I think the pitching is the only thing I question. I think Brazier, I think you're going to get Walker Buehler back. Joe Kelly was a great addition. I think Yarbrough is going to have a better finish this season than Eduardo Rodriguez. I'm just trying to manifest that. But $5, thank you for all your due. I'm still going to push for that DN meetup at one of the plays you highlight on your latest video. Diane Schroeder, trust me, we are working on something for the postseason. So I will definitely connect with you on something like that for sure. But thanks. That's $20 from Giddy DAZ. Appreciate you. Thank you for keeping us entertained and putting in the work, bro. Always Giddy D. And you guys entertain me, man. You guys are always bring those fire takes. So always getting those comments of the night. And uh, yeah, man, I love talking to you baseball with you guys. You guys know Perfect. ball. But I use Padres toilet paper. That's a bruh. Bruh. But also finish him. Finish him. We got uh, a couple more here, and I'll let you guys enjoy the rest of your Friday night. But thanks for rocking with us. D-Mac, who would you rather have, Prime Freddy or Prime Steve Garvey? That's a good question because, of course, Steve Garvey, I mean, he was fantastic. Also one of the greatest postseason players of all time. And... I think if you look at just kind of the body of work of Steve Garvey, I mean, he's an Iron Man, very similar to Freddie Freeman. But let's just be honest. I mean, Steve Garvey never reached the regular season heights of Freddie Freeman in a regular season as far as what he's been able to do from a production standpoint. I mean, 1978 had a 138 weighted runs created plus hit 316. Freddie Freeman's numbers, if you look at that, you're talking about multiple seasons of 150 plus weighted runs created plus seasons. Freddie Freeman is a once in a generation type hitter the way he the way he stays back in the box is helpful to get his bat on the ball i think i have to go with freddie freeman but steve Gar- i mean i think i'm a little partial because i didn't see steve garvey live but hey it's a win-win situation it's a good problem to have they're both legends but uh thanks mitch master appreciate you clutch 370 gaming dodgers trades are working well right now hopefully it keeps up yeah and we'll see what they get out of yarbrough hey d 
Uh, why am I blocked unless I donate? That's not, you were not blocked. What? I would never do that. I've only block block people that don't donate. No, man. Okay. I appreciate you guys doing the super chat, but uh, yeah, no, I definitely aren't, is not going to block anyone if you don't. Okay. That's not what this is about, but I think it's hilarious. You said that David DMAC needs to make an East coast visit. I'll make the sauce. Hey man, go with, uh, I mean, I've been to Mets games, Yankees games. I would love to do that. But uh, John bleeds blue. Hey DMAC, why am I blocked? Let's say donate. I have to donate more than $500 over the years. John, I don't know why you think you're blocked, man. You are definitely not blocked. If you're blocked i wouldn't be able to read your comment but yeah i hope you're just joking there man but uh i'm sorry if you think that but uh you're not blocked <laughs> no one would ever be blocked for that reason uh 199 want to see kelly do the soto shuffle after that yeah absolutely 199 have you seen the outman for cc stats can he catch rookie of the year yeah i would say no i mean corbin carroll is just corbin carroll's on another level to be honest as far as just statistically speaking i know the diamondbacks are going to uh are there are there are they're sliding man they're definitely flailing there's no doubt about that but when you look at the, the rookie of the year also too a lot of times the rookie of the year it's kind of narrative based and you really want to see how quickly you can build a lead early on and really the voters they kind of have that in their mind so it'd be tough to really overthrow him so he's got a 134 weighted runs created plus 21 home runs we know what he does on the base pass james alman just not quite at that level maybe if he goes absolutely bonkers and hits 15 16 more home runs this season and he struggles but yeah i mean alvin's definitely he's i mean 114 way runs created plus i'll go up 13 home runs so yeah i mean i definitely think my prediction was that he would finish top three in the voting so it's possible for sure but uh yeah i think carol has a pretty sizable lead but uh dmac thanks for president hey daniel you're sure but i appreciate you yeah corbin a lock for rookie of the year hey guys smash the like button but thank you guys so much for joining us here on the dodger nation post game show one of the wins of the year dodgers rallied to get the dub late my name is doug mccain you can follow me on twitter and instagram at dmac underscore la if you haven't yet be sure to subscribe to the dodgers nation youtube channel hit that subscribe button hit that notification bell and remember nothing brings us together quite like dodger baseball we got mitchell Hopkins. Freddie lost me 125 today. He needed more than a one-half basis today to finish my five-pick parlay. I apologize for that. I'll talk to Freddie. Say, hey, man, why, why are you losing my friend Mitchell Hopkins some money? But uh, Jason Pendergraf, no real rookie of the year candidates this year. $5 from John's Bleeds Blue. Steve Garber was a Hall of Famer when he retired, but the times have changed now for him to get in. Yeah, I mean, if you look at his war numbers, probably needs to kind of go up, but we'll see. I mean, Veterans Committee later. There's always a chance. See you later, JR. See you later, Mr. Jose, JR, we got uh, Johnny Owen. Thank you so much. I'd be struggling, but see you guys next time. Remember, that brings us together quite like Dodger baseball. And until next time, think blue, bleed blue, and I'm out. Ah, the sizzle of McDonald's sausage. It's enough to make you crave your favorite breakfasts. Enough to head over to McDonald's. Enough to make you really wish this commercial were scratch and sniff. And if you're a sausage person, now get two satisfyingly savory sausage McGriddles, sausage biscuits, or sausage burritos for just $3.33. Or mix and match. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.